Any activity which takes balancing or stretching is good. The Outline World Dispatch. Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a story on the theme of power, culture, or the future, handpicked from theoutline.com. Today on the show, who are the people responsible for Twitter bots that may have popped up in your timeline? Let's get right into it. The future. Matt Binder is here in our second makeshift studio of the week. Thank you for coming in, Matt. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be in this uh, makeshift studio. That's <laughs> pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. A little hot, but I'm good. Good, good. Um, Let's turn on the heat. <laughs> uh, so tell me about this botnet story that you came across. Yeah, sure. I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, hashtag resistance Twitter. Of course. It's all these, you know, people who are pretty much, I guess, the the democratic base in terms of uh, they think Obama was uh, the best president ever mm-hmm. and Donald Trump makes them uh, miss George W. Bush <laughs> right. and all that other fun stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, your centrist liberals. They were on top of this. They saw these different Twitter bots with you know, hashtag resist, all that sort of fun stuff in their profile names. And these counts would pretty much word for word all tweet out the same headline with the same link uh, to the same, uh, you know, dozen or so blogs. And the assumption, I guess, was that these were some sort of Russian uh, Twitter bots. It was a, another uh, extension of Russia's operation to uh, sow discord in the United States of America. Can you give me a picture of what these bots look like? Because I think when people think of Twitter bots, you and me, who are you know very online, but people who are not as online, like what do they look like? Are these real people's names with faces like so the avatar picture they use like the profile pic the one you would see when they would tweet out it was i would say almost all if not all uh young uh millennial looking women their names were all uh slightly the like the the actual names was like you know sasha anna just random first names some of them would have last names but for the most part it was like uh anna hashtag resist or Joanna hashtag the resistance. Okay. And they all pretty much followed that pattern. Do they have really big followings? Uh, no. Okay. No. So who do people think were responsible for the bots? If you were a resistance Twitter, you thought it was Russia. And then on the right, you heard, uh, you know, Soros, the Democrats. Again, also the, the, the usual suspects on that side, too. Uh, tell me about uh, Vegas Hill and ePolitico. Okay, so all these Twitter bots were basically linking to about two, two and a half dozen blogs. And these were all set up on blogger.com, which is owned by Google. Mm -hmm. And those were the new sites they were linking to. Gotcha. Who actually owns them? Now, this was was where the, uh, the fun part began. By looking into the domains that were connected to these blogger websites, mm-hmm. most of them had who is privacy. Basically, when you register a domain, you have to give your real name, your address, your email, your phone number. Right. And the ones that didn't basically had this name and address, Arima Bix, and the address was someplace in Vegas. Basically, it was a company that provides people overseas with a U.S. address to send 
packages they would order online. My next step was to go to these websites. You could right-click any website, view source code, and you can see basically the public, you know, HTML, the coding for the website. And these websites, all I noticed, all had an AdSense code. And the AdSense code is basically, when you sign up for Google Ads, you get this AdSense publisher number that's unique to you. You can put it on whatever websites you have, and that's how you make your money. That's how Google knows this ad that shows up on this website is connected to your account and to pay you. We're getting close to the end of the rabbit hole, I feel like. These 30 websites all using this AdSense code, this basically connected all those websites that, that those resistance Twitter bots were tweeting out. And so you can figure out from there that they're all owned by the same person or at least company. You know that meme in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's like pointing at the wall with all the, all the photos Absolutely. connected with the thing? I feel like we're in that right now, but I, I want to get to the end. And we're about to find out who that person is. Yes. Okay. So who is it? <laughs> okay. So the person behind this Twitter bot farm that's tweeting out mass news stories about U.S. politics that's created uh, hysteria and panic on Twitter uh, <laughs> is a Indonesian blogger who goes by the pseudonym Tari Pujawati. Okay. And basically, she's just this girl who runs these different blogger.com blogs, and they all have AdSense codes to make AdSense revenue. Basically, Google Ads show up on these websites, Mm -hmm. and when you click through, you make this person a few pennies. And this is really nothing more than a classic, you know, someone trying to make uh, a buck or two online. Yeah, there, there are a lot of, of botnets, obviously, and a lot of them, you know, disseminate a mix of links and, you know, what people might classify as disinformation or misinformation or, or God forbid, using the term fake news. But uh, what drew you specifically to this one? I mean, it seems like it touched a chord with some people. It got some folks angry. But when you were looking at it, what made you feel like you wanted to really figure out what was the source of it? I'm, I'm very cautious about how the media is covering what we know so far about Russia's involvement in the 2016 election. Um, I think, uh, obviously, there's something there. Uh, but when the social media uh, stuff really started pouring out, most of it uh, really driven home by that FBI indictment that came out in February Uh, that basically indicted 13 people involved with that internet research agency, uh, Russia-affiliated group, people really just went nuts. Um, The the panic that was just caused online where, you know, if anyone tweets something at you in disagreement, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, people automatically just reply, bot, bot, you're a bot, this person's a bot. When you actually look at the indictment and what they claim Russia's involvement was on social media... I mean, it really amounts to nothing more than a really bad social media marketing campaign. I think you kind of got at something really interesting here, which is the idea that in our sort of hysteria trying to figure out what happened in 2016, people are so quick to assume the source of so many things, which is kind of interesting, like how you went about the story, like just trying to actually figure out the facts behind, you know, this one botnet this group of bots that were, you know, spewing out these links or whatever. Um, but I guess another question I have for you then is, 
how are people supposed to feel then? Like when, when you look at this huge morass of news about how Russia's involvement has been so profound in 2016 through social media, how can you actually meaningfully parse how much of that is correct and true and how much of it should be looked at with skepticism and a little bit of, you know, a raised eyebrow, I guess, which is kind of how you approach this story. I mean, I think you should be very skeptical about uh, how the media is covering this Russia story. And when you yourself are online, you should be skeptical about people pointing fingers at someone being some sort of Russian propaganda bot. I, I think uh, a lot of this Russia stuff is just really taking the focus off of real issues in this country that really speak to what really happened in the 2016 election. Uh, the narrative that seems to be coming to light, for me at least, is that the the element of this quote-unquote campaign by Russia or anyone who wants to infiltrate a democracy is to create discord. Like, even the fact that you and I are sitting down right now trying to parse through the fact that like, this botnet is actually just this, you know, potentially teenager or whatever who's in Indonesia just wants to make a buck or two. Right, right. You know creates this sense of paranoia and like confusion over where is information coming from where is you know where is the flow of cash going to like who is actually in it just to make money who is in it to just you know make things confusing so i mean as a as a reader and as someone who is you know both participating in and also contributing uh and and just in you know engaging in media on a day-to-day -day basis i sometimes find myself very confused and i'm just like you know i, I sometimes i don't know exactly what to believe yeah, as as someone just just taking in news online in the current cycle we're in, yeah, just be careful. Read things, see if they make sense, see if there's multiple sources that can back it up. Uh, if someone's anonymous online and and writes a story, there's definitely a reason to be skeptical about it. But it doesn't automatically mean what the person's writing isn't isn't true. And again, you know, if if you see a Twitter bot. Uh, make sure it's a Twitter bot before just uh, saying they are. Right. There's a lot of people who do disagree with you online and want to actually uh, try to share their viewpoint. Whether you want to hear it or not, that's fine. You could just block them. But it doesn't mean that Russia is trying to uh, is coming at you, coming after you. Putin's not behind the computer saying, I'm going to change uh, all, all everyone listening to this, all their minds about who to vote for. Right. Well, that seems like a good place to stop. And I'm going to close my computer now. So <laughs> I feel like Putin's looking at me. Where can people find your work, Matt? Yeah, sure. You can follow me uh, on Twitter. It's probably the best way, at Matt Binder. And also, I host a weekly podcast, basically uh, looking at these sort of things, uh, online, right-wing, tech, conspiracy theories, all from a, a leftist point of view, at doomedpod.com. Nice. Today, you heard from Matt Binder, a writer and video producer from New York. He's also the host of the podcast, Doomed with Matt Binder. We're produced by James T. Green. If you love the show, tell a friend. We're at Outline Dispatch on Twitter, and you can find me at Aaron M. Edwards. If you have any feedback at all, you can send me an email. I'm Aaron at theoutline.com. I'm Aaron Edwards reminding you, help control the Twitter bot population. Have your Twitter bots spayed or neutered. Talk to you soon.